Hello and welcome to FinShots Daily. In today's episode, we give you an overview of Sipla and the pharma industry. The origin of India's market leadership can be traced back to the independence era. Around 1947, Western multinational corporations controlled India's pharmaceutical industry. They held almost 99% of the patents and domestic drug prices were among the highest in the world. The reason for this anomaly, patent protection. Success in the pharma industry is deeply intertwined with the research and development process that characterizes it. It might take 5 years for you to develop a new drug and you might still need another 10 years to clinically test the product and gain approval from the regulatory agencies. This is an extremely capital intensive process and the only way to remunerate the investment of the pharma company is to protect the investment through patent protection. Meaning If you want to produce the same drug and you aren't the ones who discovered it you have to wait for the patent to expire and since western multinational corporations had no competition they could price their products any way they deemed fit unfortunately it came at the expense of the indian public so around 1970 the government decided to switch things up they tweaked india's patent laws to protect only the manufacturing process used to make the drugs You could copy the end product as long as you find a way of reverse engineering the process. Patent laws no longer protected the end product and there was a boom in production. In fact, we continued to do things this way until 2005 when we were forced to switch back to product patents to comply with global standards. But by then, India had already developed extensive manufacturing capacities and since we were producing this stuff at low costs, we transformed into the export capital of the world. especially generics products whose patents have already expired sipla much like other pharma companies found its initial success in exporting generics but things really took off at the turn of the millennium this was a time when the aids epidemic was ravaging africa and many other countries the treatments available at the time was ridiculously expensive and sipla answered the call in 2001 they reproduced three drugs used to treat the disease They then founded a cocktail of drugs mixing these three variants and made it even more accessible and affordable. For instance, the antiretroviral drug Triomune was offered at just $300 per patient. Compare this to $10,000 to $12,000 treatments extended by multinationals and you can immediately see why Sipla had the upper hand. Since then, they have actually gone on to build a stronghold in the segment. But Sipla is also known for something else. They are one of the biggest sellers of respiratory drugs, inhalers, nebulizers and pumps used by people suffering from asthma or other chronic lung diseases. They were some of the pioneers in the industry and they make close to 22% of all their revenues from respiratory drugs alone. In fact, the company has even tried pushing these in developed markets like the US. During COVID for instance, People started hoarding these life-saving medications which further provided an impetus for Sipla. So yes, the company has a decent value proposition and they continue to grow each day. All in all, the company's revenues have grown 17-fold since 2001. From nearly 1000 crores to 17000 crores in FY20, they have seen massive growth. Even profits have grown 9 times during the period and the company now makes 1547 crore rupees. However, things can go awry in the pharmaceutical sector quite quickly. Pharma companies are extremely dependent on foreign countries. 
Sipla, for instance, derives 23% of its revenue from exports to the US. And although the US market is particularly lucrative, this dependency can be a pricky thorn sometimes. Let us break it down. As cheap drugs from India started making their way into the US, the US Food and Drug Administration began stepping up and scrutinizing Indian manufacturers to enforce better quality and safety standards. There were frequent surprise inspections. They paid great attention to minute details. And when they did find discrepancies, Form 483s were issued, laying down specific observations regarding violation of manufacturing practices and quality control norms. And in the event the pharma company failed to furnish a response, they would soon dispatch warning letters. Between 2010 and 2015, FDA inspection of Indian companies more than doubled from 108 to 270. Around 25 to 30% of the total warning letters issued by the FDA could be attributed to India alone. And these warning letters can have pretty massive implications. Think about it. Companies spend millions of dollars in production facilities hoping to market new drugs in the US. And a single letter can scuttle their plans entirely. The US FDA can impose crippling restrictions on manufacturers, including banning imports from certain plants altogether. And the remediation process can take years and it can turn a company's fortunes overnight. Thankfully for Cipla, the impact hasn't been too hard, considering they started making real headway in the US market only recently. So while it could negatively impact them in the future, the current impact has been rather minimal. Anyway, we hope this explainer gives you a broad overview of the pharma industry and Cipla in specific. And while prospects can sour overnight, the Indian pharma industry has made considerable progress in the recent past and we hope it continues to do so in the future. Thank you for listening to today's episode. And if you want to share your feedback or suggestions, do drop us an email to hi at the rate finshots.in. Until next time.